Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. This week, we are exploring my favorite concept, turning towards, and we're thinking about Yuri Bronfenbrenner's model of bioecological theory of human development, which means that we have many ecosystems that we live within and we are influenced by them constantly. We live in a feedback loop where all of these environments have impact on us and we have impact on them. And often when we're thinking about our relationships, we are thinking about the relationships that are closest to us, our friends and our families and all of that. And so when we talk about concepts like turning towards needs for attention and connection, we're often thinking about those people closest to us. However, we are impacted powerfully by all of our systems. And so if we can start to think about how bids play a role in all of the different layers, we can be better at recognizing them and responding to them and making them. Yesterday, we talked about how bids from strangers can be really important to respond to. I talked about how an unconscious bid I made crying in a parking lot had a powerful response from someone who didn't even know me. And I had over 300 stories shared with me on Instagram of people who had similar experiences. Today, I wanna talk about the power of noticing bids for connection, bids for attention, in that next layer, the the layer that gets a little closer, but still isn't the closest, which is the more institutional settings that we live in. So work or school or places of worship. Now you might wonder how exactly does the concept of making bids for connection work in let's say a professional environment? Are we supposed to be having emotional communication with each other? Maybe, maybe not. However, in organizations, it's found that when people feel as if their thoughts, their opinions, their needs are being responded to, they feel happier at work. And when they work in workplaces where they feel like no one is paying attention to them, what they say doesn't matter, what they think doesn't matter, and how they're impacted doesn't matter, they tend to be unhappy. And then there tends to be really low morale in the workplace. So how do we respond to bids in the workplace? If we turn away, which is to just ignore, so someone brings up a concern, someone makes a mistake, someone expresses a fear, and we ignore it, it's not going to be good. It's going to do what it does in any other relationship. It's going to make that person stop coming to you, and then they'll either go to other people, gossip in the workplace, or they'll just give up and they'll have really poor performance or leave. What happens if they come to you with a concern, a fear, a mistake, and you turn against them? This is what traditionally the response would be, would be to turn against, right? It would be to incite some sort of fear. It would be to reprimand, to tell them how it is, to teach the person a lesson. That frustration with the person coming to you with their mistake, their fear, their concern, would be responded to by relieving you of stress and anger. But the hope in that was also that, you know, people would not have future mistakes. However, what we've found is that just like our other relationships, the secret sauce 
to maintaining a good connection with our colleagues or our employees while also helping them to improve or to grow is to use compassion and curiosity. Emma Sapala from Stanford University says that when you have compassion and curiosity, you're going to have the most productive response. It isn't about being a softie, but about getting to where you want to be the leader of employees who can learn from mistakes, improve performance, and grow. This is exactly what turning towards is. Instead of turning against, putting the person down, instead of ignoring, you respond. Doesn't mean you agree. It doesn't mean that that's where things stay, but it means that you respond by offering compassion and curiosity. When you use a turning towards approach in the workplace, you're going to increase trust, you're going to increase loyalty and communication because people will not be afraid to come to you. You'll know what's actually happening. And because there's trust, loyalty and communication, people will feel safe and they are more likely to grow. So just like anywhere else in life, in our institutional lives, at work, at school, in our places of worship, Sometimes we have a different way of operating there and that's okay because there are different places and there needs to be boundaries and certain levels of interaction. But we forget that a lot of the same rules apply. And just because someone isn't your closest person doesn't mean that you can't use the concept of turning towards to improve and maintain the relationship over time. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at Liz Listens. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. I love hearing from you, so please leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. We have some exciting news. You can now search more than 700 Good Risings episodes on the new Fathom.fm app, the podcast player from the future. Go to fathom.fm slash good risings, ask questions and hear answers directly from the Good Risings podcast. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.